Today's episode of Stories Podcast is made possible by listeners like you and our generous sponsor, Revolution Math. When it comes to math, the key to success is making it enjoyable. But it's hard to enjoy math when most after-school math centers only offer the same old boring worksheets. It's time to actually engage your child and begin their math adventures with Revolution Math. Revolution Math offers live online classes with math exercises designed to heighten your child's skills in time for the new school year. Parents love it because there's no driving across town to make it to class. Revolution Math classes are led by real tutors online in face-to-face interactive classrooms. Think Skype or FaceTime. For an hour each week, students develop math skills in small classes of only three to four kids with the same live instructor each week. Here's why Revolution Math is special. Kids get to develop and practice math skills through engaging characters and exciting storytelling, which creates a love of learning. I wish something like this had been around when I was a kid. Enroll your student today to get the first month of classes for only $1 at revolutionmath.com stories. That's revolutionmath.com stories. Get your first month of classes for only $1 at revolutionmath.com stories. Stories podcast is brought to you by Chase. All my real estate friends say the same thing. The last few years have been a seller's market. So how does someone like me looking to buy their first home stand out and get taken seriously? Chase's closing guarantee is one way to give you the edge you need. As a Chase customer, you're guaranteed to close quickly or you get $1,000. So you can show homeowners you're serious about buying without the personal letter or gift basket or skywriting it over their house. Get in your first home even faster with Chase. Learn more at chase.com stories. Chase, make more of what's yours. All home lending products are subject to credit and property approval. Rates, program terms, and conditions are subject to change without notice. Not all products are available in all states or for all amounts. Other restrictions and limitations apply. Home lending products offered by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A., an equal housing lender. Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's episode is the next installment of The Brilliant Firefly, Revolt, the final book in our original trilogy by Daniel Hines. If you haven't already, listen back to books one and two of Firefly to get caught up. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Nick and his family, Owen, Kieran, Declan, and the rest of the Warner family, Cooper and Ruby and their family from Istanbul, Caroline and Dorothy and their family, Ava, Marco, Coco, and their family from New Zealand, Ralph, Stacy, Arwen, Greer, Story, Obi, and the rest of the Helm family, Sonia and Suchin and their family, and Miles and Orion and their family. Thank you so much, Orion, Miles, Suchin, Sonia, Obi, Story, Greer, Arwen, Stacy, Ralph, Coco, Marco, Ava, Dorothy, Caroline, Ruby, Cooper, Declan, Kieran, Owen, and Nick. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. Today, we wanted to let you know that Stories Podcast is donating some money to help classrooms in need purchase back-to-school books. If your classroom or your child's classroom fits the bill, head to the Stories Podcast Facebook page for more details. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Brilliant Firefly Revolt Chapter 4 The Battle of Springvale The big brick lowered his head and charged her, still roaring like a bull. Jill jumped up, legs split, the bits of firefly armor giving her an extra boost. 
The brick sailed beneath her and she kicked off his back, sending him crashing through the wall and spilling into the parking lot. Sunlight streamed in through the holes, illuminating shafts of floating dust. Jill landed and spun to face the other brick. He approached her slow, a smile stretching his lips. As Jill watched, jagged rose-colored crystals grew over his skin. They started at the shoulders and spread all the way down his hands, covering his arms in a spiky armor. He raised his right hand as he approached Jill. The crystal grew over his fingers and kept going, forming into a long, razor-edged sword. Not fair, said Jill, rolling away from a sudden cut. She watched with horror as her earpiece fell out and slipped between two boards, but there was no time to grab it. The brick grunted a laugh and strode forward, swinging down with his crystal blade. Jill dodged that cut and another, but then the brick caught her with a backhanded swipe into her side. The bulletproof fabric of her flight suit stopped it from cutting deep. Still, it traced a red line of pain across her ribs. Pain hot and bright. All right, then, said Jill, flexing her gloves. For a moment, she thought her hurried wiring job had failed, but then there was a brilliant flash. Arcs of yellow electricity crackled to life across her knuckles and flowed down the blade of her palms. The brick came in with a low sword thrust. Jill slipped alongside the crystal blade, feeling it whisper across her hip. Before the brick could draw it back, she karate-chopped the blunt edge of the blade, electricity exploding from her gloves. The crystal sword shattered. Jagged pebbles rained to the ground with beautiful wind chime tinkles. Jill smiled, but only for a microsecond. The crystal flowed back down the brick's fingers and reformed the sword quicker than Jill could blink. Not good, she thought. With a grin, the brick lifted its other arm, growing it into a jagged crystal mace. So, so not good. Hey, kid, catch, called Sharkskin. Jill turned in time to see him throwing a silver pen from his suit pocket. Jill caught it smoothly and rolled away from the swordsman. What am I supposed to do with this? Three clicks, Sharkskin called back. The brick advanced, crystal gleaming, mace and sword raised high. Jill clicked the pen once, twice, and shing! On the third click, the bottom of the pen sprang open into a long, slender riot baton. Jill grinned and thought back to her practice sword fights with Grandpa. She shifted her feet into the Agrippa defense he taught her. Body sideways, one hand back for balance, the other holding the sword at the ready. You'll pay for that shark skin, snarled the brick before charging back at Jill. He swung the mace and Jill dodged, and then he chopped down with the sword. Jill raised the baton at an angle, like a slanted roof. The yellow arcs of electricity danced from her palms down the baton and the crystal sword shattered when they collided. Jill grinned, and then the mace came down, forcing her to roll behind a dusty old couch. The crystal sword cleaved the couch in half and stuck deep into the old wooden floor. Jill shattered it with a glancing blow from the baton and then ducked the mace and slammed the metal into the brick's chest. The yellow current surged down the baton and the crystals covering the brick's body shattered like ringing bells. The crystal swordsman fell to the ground, shook for a moment, then laid still in a steaming pile of shards. For a moment, all was quiet. You're his granddaughter, all right, 
just like he described you, said Sharkskin with a whistle. Sorry to spring it on you, kid, but they were really working through my clientele. I kept your grandpa off my books, but when you called, I had to set it up. I told them you were just some two-bit weapons mule. He looked from the jagged hole in the wall to the shattered swordsman. Nothing you couldn't handle, though, right? You really saved my bacon here. Jill turned to Sharkskin suddenly, raising the electrified baton. You set me up. I didn't have a choice. There's always a choice. Did you at least get me the core? I got it in my car. They didn't even want me to bring it that far, but I convinced them you might scan us before showing yourself. I'm on your side, kid. How can I trust you? Seems like I gave you that baton. But apart from that, I gotta be logical. Once he gets done working through my clients, what do you think the Scarlet King's gonna do to old Sharkskin? Nothing pretty, that's for sure. Jill looked at Sharkskin for a long moment and then dropped the baton and killed the juice in her electric gloves. All right, let's go get that part and then we'll figure out where to go from there. Outside, a car horn sounded, over and over. Must be the police, Jill thought, but she wasn't that lucky. Girl, came a roaring voice. I have your friend. The other brick. Jill leapt to the hole in the wall and squinted into the sun. There, the huge brick stood taller than ever, legs swelling even as Jill watched. Dangling from one of his massive fists was Madison's yellow jeep. Madison was still inside, eyes wide, laying on her horn and hollering for help. She's not my friend, Jill shouted back. But she knew she couldn't let anything happen to Madison. They may not get along, but she was a bully, not a supervillain. She didn't deserve to be involved in this. Nice try. We saw you laughing in the parking lot. Just let her go, Jill said. Madison shifted the car into gear, revving the engine, the tire spinning uselessly in the air. Oh, I will. As soon as you surrender. You are not on our list of supers, and I'm sure the king would like to rectify that. He craned his neck, peering into the house. What did you do to my partner? He got taken down by a little thing like you? Scans show you aren't even super. Maybe the scans are wrong. Maybe, maybe not. Put your hands over your head and let me cuff you. Your friend drives away, and we take a little trip to see the king. Everything works out. Jill looked at the jeep and made eye contact with Madison. The girl's eyes went wide as she finally recognized Jill. She shouted again for help. All right, fine, Jill said. She held her hands above her head and walked down the sagging steps of the abandoned building, meeting the brick in the parking lot. He set Madison's jeep down casually. The wheels roared the second they made contact with the ground, and the jeep roared away in a shower of gravel. With a shrug, the brick started to shrink again, his muscles scaling back down from monstrous to simply gigantic. Sorry you lost, he said as he pulled out a pair of handcuffs and clapped one onto Jill's gloved wrist. But it's the Scarlet King. You'll all lose eventually. I promise you that. Maybe, maybe not, said Jill, and she activated her electric gloves again. The surge flowed up the handcuffs and into the hulking brick, knocking him away and leaving a scorched smell in the air. You'll pay for that, little one, said the brick, pushing himself back to his feet. I've been going easy on you on account of how you're just a little punk. Now, though, 
he said, muscles swelling. Now it's time to get serious. If that's what you want, Jill said, and she thumped the thick metal plate on the front of her shoulder. It fell open, revealing a large, overlapping shutter like a camera lens. You going to take my picture? Should I say cheese? Maybe. Sure. Let's see a smile now, Jill said, the machinery in her shoulder chirping to life. The brick stomped forward. Enough games, he said. That's right, said Jill, dancing backwards. That's the smile, nice and wide. I said enough! He charged forward. Jill placed one foot back to brace herself and then thumbed the switch on her glove. The shutter on her shoulder slid open like a camera, but no camera in the whole world ever had a flash so bright. Jill knew it was coming and squeezed her eyes shut. The brick wasn't so lucky. He staggered, blinded, and then the energy beam blasted from Jill's shoulder and took the monster full in the stomach. The brick flew across the parking lot and crashed into the old Ford pickup. He disappeared into a tangle of metal, smoke from his shirt twisting up and away. In the distance, Jill heard the first sirens approaching. Police or fire? Or had someone called in a super containment squad from Giga City? Just in case, Jill slipped a thin black mask from her pocket and pulled it on. Probably she should have had it on to begin with, but that mistake was already made. Hey, kid, called Sharkskin from the porch. Look out! The big brick was already rising again. He was smaller than before, but his gravely red stomach was re-knitting itself as she watched. Any more tricks up your sleeve, Mrs. Wizard? Sharkskin asked. That was sort of my grand finale. The brick grunted, resting on his knees for a moment. That hurt, he grunted. Now you're going to hurt. He rose and pivoted like an Olympian doing a hammer throw. Except it wasn't a hammer. It was a flat and rusty tire that he had snapped free from the truck. Surprised, Jill didn't quite get out of the way in time and threw up her arms to block. The tire collided with her hands, painfully bending her fingers and shorting out the electricity in her gloves. Jill shook them and was surprised to see the handcuff drop shattered from her wrist. A moment later, the second tire slammed into her shoulder. It knocked Jill back, flat on the dirt, only the small pieces of armor saving her from being broken in half. She shook her head, trying to clear away the pain, but the brick was already on her. He reached down and grabbed the metal skeleton wired around each arm of her suit. With a snarl, he tore the metal free, fists dripping with wires. The skeleton of the firefly suit went dead. Jill heard the sirens again, closer now, the roar of engines. With her mask on, being found by the police might be her best chance at this point. Don't worry, the brick said, glancing in the direction of the sirens. They won't get here in time. He tossed the pieces of her ruined suit to the side. Jill winced, seeing all her hard work crushed to scrap metal. Even worse, she knew she was next. The brick's hands curled into cinderblock fists. His smile was cruel and deep. You're not on the list. Know what that means? It means you're going to come with me. Jill focused on the sirens, but even closer, an engine. She saw something out of the corner of her eye. Could it be? Sorry, she said to buy herself a moment. But my ride is here. 
What? The brick turned in time for a yellow jeep to crash full into his freshly healed stomach. The brute went tumbling across the parking lot and the jeep skidded to a halt. Jill laid in the dirt, stunned. A window rolled down. Oh my god, Jill, are you okay? To be continued. Today's story, The Brilliant Firefly Revolt, was an original story written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. Stay tuned for more Firefly next week. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please visit patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening!